1: Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional.
3: All right, what's up, guys? Uh, quick shout out to our clothing sponsor over at Crimson Feather Clothing. They're actually they're sending us uh, another T-shirt for us to do a giveaway. So shout out to AO Andy, right? He uh, he got the he got the first T-shirt giveaway. So here's what Crimson Feather's been doing. Um, whenever Ku covers, so obviously we're a big gambling podcast. Whenever Ku covers. They're going to give all our listeners free shipping on all orders, regardless of purchase until the next game tips. So unfortunately right now we didn't cover against K-State. That's not the deal. But when we cover this weekend against Oklahoma State, go over to Crimson Feather, get your clothes, free shipping. And uh, yeah, crimsonfeatherclothing.com or check them out on Instagram, Crimson Feather Clothing. They're also on Mass Street in Mercantile. Is that how we pronounce that? Yeah, whatever. We're going to roll with this. So, Shout out to Crimson Feather Clothing. They uh, they've been super supportive, and we definitely want uh, you guys to start buying their gear because they got some really fresh gear: pullovers, hats, everything. I'm actually, rocking a hat right now. So shout out to Crimson Feather.
4: Head football coach of the University of Kansas Jayhawks, Coach Last Man.
3: tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, what's good? Welcome back, episode six, and uh, we have a pretty fun episode today. So what we're going to do today, first, we're going to kind of break down the basketball segment into two parts. we got a negative side where the sky is falling, and then we're going to switch it over to a little positive side where we convince you that we're still going to win the Big 12, we're going to figure everything out. It's going to be a fun time. So we'll kind of switch that up. We also are going to talk some KU signing day. Big day for the Hawks. Les Miles is killing it. Perfect on the day. Yeah, perfect. Through perfect game. We've got Gavin Potter, a big-time linebacker that we signed, who I'm sure you've seen on Twitter. He trolled the hell out of... Texas Tech and K-State fans. Which we
5: needed after last night.
3: Absolutely. So we've got Gavin coming on later in an interview, and we've also got Bri-Bri Strick from uh, Twitter, from Jayhawk Slant. He's going to tell you everything you need to know about signing day. But first, I guess, uh, B-turn. Let's start with the negative side of this Kansas men's basketball team. What did we witness last night?
5: Another shit performance on the road.
3: Yeah shocked right shocked yeah
5: I mean K-State went I think they went 10 minutes in the first half without making a field goal yeah I mean and it's like past KU teams put that team away
3: mm-hmm. I mean it happened last year K-State came out cold and the Hawks started making shots and we we built a big lead and we never looked back we ended up winning that game by double digits um but yeah I mean it was a nightmare start uh we start down eight to one ten to three LeGerald's giving up wide open threes Yelling at the bench, yeah. can't figure it out. And so I guess let's.
5: Bill was not happy with. Bill him. was not I mean, happy. just no effort at all. He's he plays really well at Allen, but I feel like he's not good on the road at all. Mm-hmm. And like, we need him to be good. I'm trying to think of some road games or even neutral site games that he's been really good. Baylor, at. Um, he was good at yeah. six of eight
3: from three. And then coincidence, that's the one road game we have. So we and need Vic to be. He good was about.
5: pretty. I mean, it's not the road, but the Tennessee game. He was. He hit some big shots, but. Yeah. The big 12 play has just been weird on the road.
3: So what did you think about him getting benched? I mean, he gets benched for 16 minutes in that first half. Yeah, I mean,
5: he only played what, like 16, 19 minutes the whole game probably?
3: <laughs> like he didn't start the second half. So Bill is I mean, certainly –
5: Yeah, I just – I mean, he wasn't showing any effort on either side, and you could just see it from Bill. Yeah. Like he gave – I mean, honestly, watching those possessions that got him on the bench, I'm surprised Bill even left him in that long. I know. Leaving Bill. his guy wide open and – in that play when him and Oach almost ran into each other, like first possession of the game and Oach stepped out of bounds, like LeGerald just took off sprinting to the corner and just clogged everything up over there, and Bill was pissed.
3: Yeah, Jif Hawk on Twitter had a pretty good breakdown of kind of all the things that uh, got Vic sent to the bench. But I can't lie, like I understand Vic made some mistakes. Obviously he probably gets his, gives up the first eight points of the game, kind of causes a turnover like you said. But are you okay with our senior guard, our shooter – getting benched for an entire first half? How do you feel about that?
5: I don't understand it just because, I mean, he hits big shots all the time, and how many games does he want us all year? Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, he's literally – he's supposed to be the leader, which, I mean, he doesn't have many leadership qualities, <laughs> yeah. but we no, need know. him to be the leader, and it's just – I don't know. Our offense looks out of sync when he's out because even when he's in there and he's not making shots, like, people are going to be a little threatened by him just because he's been scoring all year.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I was certainly fine with – Pulling him after the mistakes, and I was fine with sending him even till like the six minute mark. But not so the whole half. Ten minute, and minute. especially
5: when we struggled to score on the road.
3: Yeah, and the thing is, we had them so. I mean, Bill put Bruce in a pretzel again with the zone, yeah. and I loved it because it's this... like you just see him panic once yeah. the zone comes. This week, Bruce Weber was mad at K State media because they said last year Bill threw the zone at you, you weren't prepared, and Bruce was like, "I was prepared. I don't know why you guys think I wasn't." He looked awful in the first half again and to me it allowed us to come back we got the lead we're up three at half but I think it's possible you throw Vic in that game maybe that lead goes to 38 30 40 to 30 maybe he gets yeah, you shots, have, and we have a lot more momentum so instead
5: of a one possession game maybe it's two or three like maybe you're up close to double digits you yeah. though we started off slow
3: for sure so I, I I get why Bill did it but I didn't love it it's like he's a senior now like Is motivating – is sitting him 16 minutes really motivating him? Because I don't – at this point, I don't think that's doing it. No, and that's
5: the thing with LeGerald is I feel like he doesn't respond well to that stuff. Yeah. Like, maybe you sit him for a couple minutes, let him recoup, let him regather, like, think about some things, come in, and then start playing hard. Like, he knew why he was sitting, so let him go in, and if he keeps doing it, then you sit him, I think.
3: Yeah, for sure. I agree. So – and like we said, this is the negative part of this pod. So, the I would say the most negative part of yesterday was the 23 turnovers. Unreal. unreal. How
5: how <laughs> shitty would it be to get those 23 possessions back? Ugh, God, I'd hate I mean, it.
3: Unreal. And it wasn't even like – it was spread out, man. It was yep. everybody. I mean, Grimes had five. Uh, Dotson had four. Uh, Diedrich had, I think, four. Yep. Oach, probably Oach had worst four, too. in his career. He had four. So, it's just – Everybody's not taking care of the ball, and that is just a disaster. And obviously, K State plays good defense, but
5: so yeah, turnover. You expect some turnovers, but twenty three is unreal.
3: Yeah, I mean, you can't win games turning the ball over twenty three times, and
5: that's why we're losing on the road. We're we're giving away possessions, and we can't score. So,
3: yeah, I mean, I would say the thing that (laughs) another thing, a negative that stands out to me, I've got written down. LeGerald's plus minus for the game. Just after we talked about how we wanted him to maybe not get benched. But here's an argument for Bill's reasoning. LeGerald's plus minus. While on the floor, KU was minus 23 points. Is that good? That is not good, B-turn. When (laughs) LeGerald was off the floor, we were plus 16. That's not great. And it kind of – that makes you see. I mean, obviously, plus minus, you can't look at it that hard because there's so many other factors. The zone defense had a huge factor in that. but. That's and who knows
5: what his minus would have been if he played a little more.
3: Yeah, so that that certainly stood out to me. That was shocking. That's mm-hmm. about as bad as a plus-minus you're going to see, I would think, in a uh, game decided yeah. by eight points. So It's just
5: you never would have thought LeGerald would only shoot five times in a – probably, I mean, it's the biggest game of the year probably. Yeah. So In so Manhattan, he only shoots five times the whole game.
3: So disappointing. Um, I would say – staying on the negative the sky is falling thing here's the reason i would if you're one of those fans that wants to talk the sky is falling here's why i would say you're right we aren't improving in any areas that we've been talking about for months we were nope. texting months ago well grimes will figure it out we'll be fine or oh and he has a legero will get more aggressive or oh legero will be consistent like None of that is happening. Oh, Charlie Morrow figured out. He did play fine in the first half, but he's still not impacting us the way we thought he would. David will start to come together. We're not improving in any areas that we need to improve on yeah. to start winning road games. So that is the thing that, to me, is the most negative part about all this. Is It's like I don't see where we improve to be like, okay, well, this works, so we'll go win at TCU because we're doing this better.
5: Yeah, I mean, there's no improvements anywhere. Like, what are we doing great right now?
3: <laughs> That's true. And I think what did uh, those guys – so we were at the game last night and those guys behind us, what did, what did he say to you about the whole KU and being scared or what? He just said no one on this team scares him. He's like there's a,
5: every other year there's a guy that can go for 20, 30 that you're worried about. Like yeah. last year you have Fee Devontae. Any yeah. of those dudes can give you 30 or Malik I guess too. Mm-hmm. And this year it's like you have Diedrich, but does Diedrich really scare you?
3: Yeah, and, I mean, it's, Diedrich's not as scary when you know there's nobody else that's going to kill you. That's so, the Diedrich thing, can man. go get you 30 and 30 points. but yeah,
5: we love Diedrich, and we hype him up every episode, but <laughs> someone else has to help him. Yeah. I that's mean, why I, I don't think, understand why you wouldn't double Diedrich in the post every time.
3: I think that, that comment by that K-State fan stood out to us just like. Yeah, I was okay.
5: asking that to, well, I, one of my buddies is a walk-on for K-State, and he lives with Dean, and I was asking them, it's like, who scares you? They're just like, I mean, they love D.J.'s good, but
3: he's not that Devontae or that Frank where it's like, this dude is an assassin. He's going to come in and dominate us on the road.
5: Yeah, and they were saying, I mean, LeGerald's hit shots all year, and when he came in and hit that three, he hit a three late, I think, but that kind of worried them, but that's what we're saying. Like, how is he not in the game? I know he struggled, and I think he has, like, mental lapses or something, but Just we need him in the game. I feel like it makes us more dangerous no matter what, even if he's not making shots.
3: Yeah. I mean, Lee, uh, it was, the goal was in the uh, beginning of the year when L- LeGerald was just lethal from three-point range. It was like this guy – he would be that scary guy where it's like this guy could hit five straight at any point. And I want him to be aggressive like that. But yep. at this point in his career, I think it's pretty clear we're never going to get that from him. He's I just, just... – he is what he is. he He could win us a game or he could – I mean, to me, he's losing us games every time he doesn't come out and play aggressive because that's yeah. why he's back I mean, here.
5: People were talking about him being a player of the year candidate after non-con. <laughs> he was unreal. Yeah, Everyone knows that, but we just need him to focus every game. It's like he's not focused or something. Yeah. And games like you can't take a night off in the conference, especially on the road, or mm-hmm. you're going to lose.
3: So – like you said, this is the negative side of things. Marcus being out certainly didn't help. I thought there were a ton of time, ton of moments where just having Marcus out there kind of as a guy to just kind of – even though he's a sophomore, but just guy to calm everybody down and say, all right, <laughs> chill out. Grimes, yeah. you don't need to drive and do a 17-foot floater that bricks off the backboard. Like, I think Marcus would have been huge to have last night just because he is kind of someone that's won in that road environment before. So. Yeah,
5: I mean, he's been there. He's – I mean he he was a freshman last year and we won in Manhattan, so
3: Yeah. So I guess as we talk negative, to me, the worst case scenario is can this team just not win another road game?
5: Yeah, that's I was about to say that's my biggest negative. I literally, I wrote down four road games. We got four road We're games. Six left. and four. So <laughs> think if we go I mean it's I don't wanna be negative and say well, We are this, being negative.
3: Yeah. This is the negative okay, part. So say we go say we
5: go one and three on the road. Yeah. The rest of the way, which is Easily, likely, mm-hmm. well, the way we play on the road, we've won one game, it was against Baylor, yeah. and we th- we didn't even know if that was a big win at the time. By the way, <laughs> yeah, which is maybe, huge Baylor's right now. Because think, think know, if we have, we have Baylor, if, think if we play them on the road again, we'd be oh, probably marking that as a loss right yeah, now. We'd be terrified. But we got TCU on the road Saturday.
3: Mm-hmm. No, we, we got TCU next. Oh, week. next, yeah,
5: that. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Texas Tech. Which, I mean, they're a top 15 team in the country, whatever they are right now. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want revenge on us. We beat them, and then we beat them there last year to win the Big 12. Yeah. And then OU, we got OU and Oklahoma State. So, we got two road games in Oklahoma. We always suck in Stillwater. <laughs> last year, their team was awful. Yep. I wouldn't say awful, Swept but, us. yeah. <laughs> they dominated us in Stillwater, which the game didn't matter much. But, I mean, OU's not an awful team. mm mm-hmm. And like Bill says, any road game tough.
3: Exactly. So I guess that is certainly the fear is that this team will just <laughs> yeah. go nine and zero at home. Obviously, there could be worse scenarios, but I think this team's going to win their home games and then. But you just keep losing on the road, and all of a sudden you're freaking yeah ten and eight in conference.
5: Like one and three sounds super negative, but yeah. it's not crazy at all. Not
3: crazy. So
5: and if you go one and three on the road, that's seven Big Twelve losses. You're not, I don't think you win the conference with seven. So you got to at least go two and two. Three and one would be out of this world and, for this team.
3: Yeah. So I guess that's a little good transition. We don't actually think. I don't think we're going to go zero and four on the final four road games. No. I don't think we're going to go one and three. Let's get to the positive side of things, be Turn. Let's go I back. To Let's talk a little more about negative. You want to talk more negative? What Just you, because what there's what one thing
5: we haven't touched on.
3: Okay, say it.
5: And it's leadership.
3: Okay. Fair. Let's grill the leadership.
5: let we, we don't got no fucking leaders.
3: <laughs> Fakeville Self on the pod.
5: But, but uh um, yeah, just no leadership at all. Like, there's not one guy that you think is a leader. It's like every other year you have either one or, I mean, at least one leader. Last year, Devontae, year before Frank. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you have guys like Tyshawn and Elijah, like guys that have been around and we have one guy that's really been around, like LeGerald. Mm-hmm.
3: And,
4: and we just touched on his leadership Yeah, I just, I just, I just I don't would, see
5: I'd, it. The only guy I could see it from is Marcus, and he just doesn't seem like a, he'd be a vocal leader.
3: No, I mean, he was a freshman last year. Yeah, he was a guy so that was, so, like, yeah. behind multiple leaders. So it's hard to expect that from him. I I think you're right, though. This team reminds me a lot of that 2015, not necessarily the style of play, but just that 2015 team with Oubre and those guys. The whole year we said, all right, well, they'll figure it out. I mean, they got Ubre, they got Perry, they got all these dudes. But, Wayne Seldon, yeah. Yeah, Frank. none of those dude. Frank was young. Frank was a sophomore. Like, mm-hmm. none of those dudes were ready to be a leader yet, and I think that translated to that team struggled on the road big time too. I think they won every conference home game, but they lost, I think they went four and five on the road yeah. maybe. I, so, think, I mean,
5: we talked about the pod, like, this year's team and that year's team might be the two worst Bills had. Yeah, as of right I mean, now. Maybe the year we lost to Bradley in the first round, but that team uh-huh. had a bunch of studs. We were just young. Yeah, so young. 20, 2009, mm-hmm. I mean, we had Sharon, Cole yeah. Aldridge. But, yeah, those, these two teams are probably the two worst. I, I don't know. I think this would be the most impressive Big 12 title. Not saying the Big Twelve stacked, but just I'm just saying it's one of our worst of teams. Yeah, and all that. I mean, we're two games back right now.
3: Mm-hmm. So – Are you ready to talk positively? Are you done melting down? Are we done melting down?
5: I'm kind of melting down, but I'll definitely talk positively. All
3: right. Well, I'm ready to talk positively (laughs) because I went home last night. I melted down. I tried to stay off Twitter. Twitter is an absolute just disaster after Mm -hmm. KU K State games. After any KU loss, takes flying from all directions, and I just had to close it out. Like I comment. I mean, I was annoyed that KU fans were. So mad about the Ford mm-hmm. storm. It's just like, yeah. who cares?
5: But we just overreact over every loss. Yeah, so like your boy we did our part. Your boy Scott, who's going to be listening to this, like you know, our fan base overreacts more than any fan. Yeah, shout it's out insane. S-
3: Scott Wildcat is but a pro I, at finding yeah. the worst fans and just roasting them. I but I do it. agree.
5: Like I do agree with him. Ku fans act like this game doesn't matter. Mm, Tell me how asked. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. When Emporia State exhibition games matter for yeah. you?
3: Yeah. So. We covered the meltdown. We covered the negativity. Let's get to some positive side of things. Let's roll it back. KU Texas Tech, that game was really fun. Allen Fieldhouse was as good as it gets. It was angry. It was mad about the Silvio news. It felt like it was back to how it used to be where you show up. We expected up. that
5: too. We yeah. knew it was going to be angry.
3: And there's no doubt you're going to win. Like I mm-hmm. thought Saturday was the most fun I've had in Allen Fieldhouse in probably two
4: years.
5: Yeah, And, I mean, like you can say any game you're, you're going to win. But, like, just before the game, like, the videos and the decibel meter, like, it was just juiced, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, just, every play.
3: It had that feel, and it certainly did not disappoint. Felt like nope. everything was going well for us. We were – Diedrich was hitting shots. Uh, Ochai played great. He had 10 and 10. The crazy thing is, like, everyone was hitting shots. Exactly. Besides Dotson, my Dotson guy – Dotson was hitting contested yeah. threes. Dotson had that night the whole year.
5: Agreed. The only guy that wasn't hitting them was my guy, Chris <laughs>
3: Man, the crowd went wild. Insane. If he would have made two, one, he the got place would have two, three balls put up. Yeah, place would have went. Might have fallen to the ground. He he almost got one. We but need a hen
5: podcast, man.
3: It's coming, Connor and Chris. I think it's coming. We're we're working on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that tech game was awesome. I mean, we we had to win it. I think we I think we said on the last pod with C dot like it was Even a must win. Um, and we came out, and we played like it was a must win. We had the the offensive tweak that everyone always talked about. I didn't know how serious to take that type of thing, because you hear this stuff all the time. Calipari always talks about how he's got a tweak. Bruce Weber, Frank Martin. Those guys have talked about tweaks in their offense, but it felt like we used Diedrich so much more efficiently. And it wasn't just force feeding him the ball saying, Go make a go make no. a basket by backing your guy. It was down just to like score. easy for him. Like he didn't
5: really have to work on Saturday to score.
3: Nope. And Doing it, that against the best yeah. defense in the country was probably the most promising thing about I mean,
5: all that. When you put up 46 in the first half against the best team in the country, it's tough to say that that wasn't our best game we played all year. No, I definitely think. I mean, it we was. have we have three top ten wins, but that was like the most complete game I think. Yeah, one of the it was like the only game I feel like all year. I don't know about non-con, whatever, but the game we dominated all 40 minutes.
3: Exactly, and we always talk. We always joke on the pod, or we always joke when we text each other. It's like we don't blow anybody out, and if we do, we don't keep them blown out. No, nope. we pretty much had to control that game from within about five minutes into it. Yeah, so, no, I mean
5: the score was a little closer that, like, we were up 25 late, yeah. and the walk-ons came in. Yeah, but it was a 60 game. We dominated.
3: Probably were winning by 20 to 25 most of the like, time. Like, I
5: don't even. I mean, I was definitely comfortable, but I wasn't like. As comfortable as I usually am with that lead we had
3: at half. No, for sure. I mean, it was so fun. I mean, Ochoa yep. had the dunk of the year. Unreal. Unreal. Play that's two. one
5: of, I mean, <laughs> I probably said this 800 times, but that's like one of the loudest I've heard, Allen. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, after the replay, after everything.
3: I think it was so shocking because, like, no one really – it was kind of a broken play. Like, a lot of times in Allen, you can see the lob coming. Like, we're mm-hmm. so used to Self sets. You know it's coming. This was just like a broken play where yeah. Ochai came out of nowhere, dunks on his own teammate, David Hits McCormick. his head on the side of the backboard. <laughs> Drills his head. Should have gone into it's, concussion protocol. It's like
5: one of those dunks you see live, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. And then you go on Twitter, and then you see it, and
3: then you're like, the you picture, say it even more. That was an astonishing picture. Yeah. Insane. He's so high. And the thing that's so exciting about Ochai is, think about him with like a year or two under Hootie. He's going to be a monster. He has that frame, like – He's just. Oh, yeah, he's built. A, yeah, he's going to be a jacked dude. Mm-hmm.
5: And he's only a freshman. You would never think so.
3: Mm-mm. 10 and 10 from him against a physical, mm-hmm. really good defensive team. That was super, super fun to see. Yeah, I mean, I mean the only downside with him was free throws,
5: I think. I think yeah. he went three for six or so. Yeah, been We a, bit struggle a bit, out, but, but, I mean, like you said, everyone hit shots.
3: Yeah. We hit 13 threes. Even Vic. Like, Vic didn't take a ton of shots. I don't know if you know how many yeah, he took. been lately. But he was efficient. Like he, I know he hit, he hit three threes. Yeah, he hit three threes, and I don't think he missed many. Um, so, it was just nice to see him yeah, playing we were, so efficient. We were
5: just so prepared for that game.
3: Yeah. It was awesome, and it honestly had my hopes up going into K-State because K-State plays in mm-hmm. kind of a similar style. But obviously, know. didn't work out. Yeah.
5: I don't know. If, oh, well, back to the Tech game, but I don't know if anyone in the country beats us an Allen that day.
3: No. And – I don't think so. I mean, the way we played and the way Diedrich was just yeah. scoring so effortlessly. I mean, 25-10, and 10 and like oh, you yeah. said, it, was, he, it wasn't hard for him. He was, no. He, just get, he was hitting outside jumpers, which obviously yeah. helps a ton. That's what I was about to
5: say. I mean, it helps when you go 3-for-3 three three from deep.
3: Yeah, so that was obviously a good game. Yeah. But I think, like we said, to start the positive thing, Allen Fieldhouse is getting to the point where it's starting to feel like, not like the old days, but like two years ago or three years ago, where like, you show up to Allen Fieldhouse, you're there for a fun time, you know the Hawks are going to get a win, and that's just how it's going to go. I'm probably jinxing jinxing <laughs> this so hard. But do you at least kind of see what I'm saying? Like, oh, 100%. We're so lucky like to have team, it. Yeah, it feels like this team's going to go I mean, you got to give nine credit, nine credit to the fans, but,
5: yeah. I mean, Allen, just – you go there. It's like – it's almost like a safe place, if you, that makes any sense. Yeah, it, no, it's totally – like for,
3: especially for a young team.
5: It's like KU's struggling. We lose two in a row. And then it's like perfect timing for one of the best teams in the Big Twelve to come to Allen.
3: Yeah. And then you dominate. <laughs> exactly. That's what Chris Beard said. He's like Chris Beard was like, you have to be an idiot to not see what you're walking into today. We had the Silvio news. Marcus gets hurt. We're I coming like off that, we're coming off back to back losses, and they walked into a buzzsaw, and that's exactly what they got. Like we just throttled yeah. them. So,
5: I mean, I want to give one shout out to Texas Tech. Got to give shout out to Jarrett Culver's dub. That was insane. That was And that charge was bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I by mean, the obvious I mean we all A lot know. of
3: bad charges. We've seen a lot of bad charges this <laughs> not,
5: week. None last night.
3: Oh. That charge on KJ Lawson where People are coming close. at my
5: head on Twitter for arguing about the rest. Yeah. I'm not saying K-State fouled. <laughs> I'm saying you don't call ticky-tack fouls when the game's close like that at yeah. the end.
3: 12 to 3 differential and it hurt us late when Deidre gets fouled and doesn't get to go to the line. But yeah, got jumped on, dude. We're talking positive. Yeah. We're here. We're in the positive segment of the pod. And so back to my original <laughs> point about Allen Fieldhouse. <laughs> B-Turn's just so mad about the, the officiating and the charges. But, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll finish what you said. Culver's dunk was unreal. Unreal murdered ochai that's one of
5: the i mean how many good dunks have we seen there but that's one of the best yeah i mean that was one where
3: everyone's kind of looking around he like like,
5: elevated on whoever (laughs) ochai yeah he did one of those things where
3: your knee hits your chest and you just like fly Mm -hmm. yeah
5: that's what i'm trying to say thank you
3: (laughs) (laughs) so shout out to culver he's a stud i mean yeah nba
5: player for sure yeah might be a first rounder and
3: ochai was great because ochai guarded him had Mm -hmm. a double double and, and Again, we say it, but it's like this dude was redshirting yeah. like a month ago. So
5: it's not like Culver like went off. I mean, he had a nice night, but
3: yeah, he definitely had to work for everything he got. Who's so.
5: the little Italian dude they got? Moretti. Yeah. I get. I literally. I think I shit my pants every time he's open. He's super wet. He doesn't miss.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but da- I mean, that was also we haven't even really touched on Dotson. Dotson guarded him pretty well, and Dotson oh, yeah. had the best game of his career. That's
5: what I mean. We haven't even touched on that. Twenty points, three threes. I don't. Know, I wonder if he's hit three threes in a game all year. But he was 7 for 12 from the field, which is pretty I insane. I want to
3: say he hadn't hit that many threes since Michigan State, which everything went well for us yeah. that night. God, that man. might be the
5: best game we played all what year. What a
3: fun time. What a fun time that yeah. was. Um, we were good. But, yeah, Dotson was great. So, I guess back to what I was originally saying about the Allen Fieldhouse thing. Let's get into the positives. Let's think about how we can win this league. That's we're going to go 9-0 and at home, that's right? First,
5: that's the only positive I have written down.
3: There's more positives, but,
5: like, the first thing you got to say is Allen. Yeah. Because you have four Fieldhouse. more games. We still have Allen Fieldhouse. I wish we had, like, eight more games
3: there. <laughs> yeah. Can we just get these road games? We go, games? yeah, 15-3 and three
5: in the conference, or 14-4. and four. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> So, I think we go 9-0. and 0. Yeah. So now. Well, if you don't, you're screwed.
5: Yeah. I mean, we, uh, they're all
3: must-wins. Mm-hmm. They're all must-wins. So, Baylor,
5: now, K-State, those two will be tough. I think we've, I mean, we've touched on this plenty of times. K-State can win any game. Mm-hmm. And they almost beat us at Allen last year. They haven't beat us there in a long time. Yeah. I mean, they definitely Those seniors do. Those are going to want to win there because yeah. they come
3: so close. But if we – I'm going to go ahead, B-Turn. I'm going to talk you into us going 8-0 to end this year. You How do you feel about that?
5: There's no chance.
3: But just let we me – We will at least me, lose one road game. Let me break this down for you. We got Okie State on Saturday at home. Win, No question. We're going to throttle. If we, game, points, if we don't win that game, points
5: I If we don't win that game, we'll cancel the pod.
3: Sure. Ain't no seats <laughs> is deceased if we lose that game. So, Man, they the got Island. it. Didn't they get us an
5: Allen last year?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a yeah. bad race. So, I feel bad for them. <laughs> we win, we beat Oklahoma State Saturday. TCU's the big game, 7 and 4. So we're 7 and 4. We're 7 and Oklahoma 4. State. TCU's the big game. We haven't lost at TCU in a while. We've talked about this.
5: YMCA th- game doesn't count.
3: Yeah, YMCA game <laughs> does not count. But I think we're gonna go in and beat TCU. So I now, like that's the most important road game. It's not beat. like that's a scary atmosphere. Mm-mm, not a scary atmosphere. But that's what I said, said not about a team that ma- like we're not a bad matchup for them. There's nothing yeah. they do really, really well that scares me. They're that's just an I incredibly do. average team.
5: That's what I said about Texas, though. Too like that atmosphere is never like insane. There's a lot of red and blue, and then That's true. it's true. that atmosphere just is almost like so, That's why I can't get my hopes up on the road. All right, so whatever we okay. win at TCU,
3: hear me out. Okay. We then have won two straight, and we just got our first road game. So now the confidence is starting to come. The young guys are like, "Oh, winning on the road's not that hard." We then go to West Virginia. Or we don't go to West Virginia. West Virginia comes out on the field house, and guess what? That team stinks horrible. Oh my God. Whatever the spread
5: is, give me, get the 401k out, as you say. (laughs) Give anything. Bet the mortgage. Get all my grandparents' money. (laughs) Take that spread. We're going to win at West Virginia. We'll probably be close to 20.
3: Yeah. So now we've won three straight, and all of a sudden these guys, we've lost four of six right now. All of a sudden these freshmen, they win three straight. It's like, whoa. Winning's not that hard. We have Bill Self as a coach. We just won at TCU. We've won three in a row. Why not win out? The game that's going to be really tough, obviously, is at Tech. But we just dominated Tech from the start. I think we we know how to beat them. They
5: don't don't really look that good.
3: Exactly. They're not that good. And if we swing this positive, this team can absolutely figure out a way to go into Tech and win. And now the other two road games you got to take care of business in. Oklahoma State, not good. K-State just almost like 30 balled them mm-hmm. in, in Stillwater. And then OU, who's been struggling. In, I mean, they lost to West Virginia too. So, like, OU's not good. I agree. So, and if we went at home, there we go. Steal one at Tech, and this team can go 8-0 and finish 14-04 in the league. We're going to have to make a bet. On Am that. I insane? Yes. Okay, fair. We're not going 4-0 on the road. Okay. There's
5: a reason we're 1-6 on the road. But I agree with you if we do win one. I mean, how much pressure will that take off our that's guys? That's my
3: thought. As we get that one at TCU, I think the whole mindset, the whole confidence issue, everything changes. Especially,
5: yeah, for the young guys.
3: So, that's my positive swing on things. Um, I think the schedule looks promising for us. I like yeah. that our next three games are against three of the lower level teams and two of them are at home i think mm-hmm. it'll be a great way for bill to get a ton of practice in get things figured out so
5: i mean do you think there's a ton of pressure on these guys like late in games because how many road games have we been it's been tight late last night we're down three with two minutes yeah we I mean, lose Arizona by almost state, ten we had
3: the lead we blew it late iowa state that's that, one, yeah, that's the one you throw out but even kentucky we had a shot <laughs> in our game
5: can you just imagine if we beat west virginia
3: yeah uh it's just brutal. At but Texas
5: even, I mean, we're in it late. I they know, missed the one and one
3: shots. And the, the thing is, teams have been making shots against us. Mm-hmm. And part of that's defense. But, like, God, we're, we had that game, K-State, 64-61. We're playing a the zone. Yep. They can't get a shot, and Snead just hits a contested three. Yeah, because I know but Dotson made a layup to make it three
5: mm-hmm. with, like, 140. And then Snead hit it with, like, one – Snead hit a three with, like, 115 left. So, the shot clock's winding down. yeah. We they had. missed that. We go down and score. How much pressure is on K-State then?
3: Exactly, man. I think I even said to you in the stands last night, it's like, we need to stop here. We're winning this game, and then, bam, Snead hits it. So yeah, huge. Teams have been hitting shots against us. That sucks.
5: I hate to be that KU fan, but it's like, there's always so many random dudes that hit threes against us. <laughs> yeah. Like, Snead's not crazy random. Like, he had a great NCAA tournament, but yeah. him and Chada are, like, 33% three-point shooters, and Chada goes two for two. Yeah. Snead hit three. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's not like they were – early in the game. They hit big ones. Mm-hmm. Chada hit that one yeah. deep in the corner. He hit
3: one like behind the backboard yeah. in the corner. So, like,
5: there's no way this is going in.
3: Teams have been hitting shots and that obviously makes road games really hard is when, mm-hmm. even when we made comebacks against Texas for Breeze or for Bress or whatever. Yeah. the stupid guy that keeps coming back on the pod, <laughs> he keeps making big shots against us and... It sucks. But we said we were going to do a negative and we were going to do a positive. Oh, yeah. So negative thing is this team doesn't win another road game. We go 0-4. But I also think I you know it's we were doing
5: like a crazy positive <sighs> segment, though, by crazy? going 8-0, no, yes. Bill
3: South's our coach. Bill South's our coach. Is he? Is it wild to think we can win eight in a row? Yes. Okay. <laughs> With this <laughs> team, it's different, man. Yeah.
5: i telling um, you, like, didn't we, t- we talk about the team that lost to Nova the first time, how they started –
3: yeah, I forget that, what they started. That was uh, the the. They started. 2016 they team. started five
5: and three, kind of similar to what five this team got blown out one ten uh, straight.
3: West Virginia and blown out to Oklahoma State, blown out kind of Iowa State. So yeah, difference was more veterans. Just, yeah. Um, I don't. I
5: mean, eight 0 oh, I just say I just think that's crazy. Just because, I mean, I think seven and one would be crazy. Just because I don't see us how we're gonna have a winning record on the road the rest of the way.
3: Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, this team is going to finish. And it's the thing that kind of sucks. The
5: yeah. The thing that kind of sucks is that, like, Stillwater should be an easy one, Oklahoma State, but mm-hmm. it never is for us. Yeah. It's like those, fan, those fans will show up. Bill somehow, all of our teams suck in Stillwater. Yeah, it is weird. Bill's so that should, be a, that should be a so gimme bad. win. We should have two gimme wins okay. against OSU, but mm-hmm. I just, it's crazy how we play bad in Stillwater. Like, who would have thought we'd get blown out last year there? Yeah, That good of a team.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 You're right. It's probably crazy to think we can win four on the road. But, but we're being positive. We're being positive. And I mean,
5: I feel like I wouldn't hate going 8-0 the rest of the way.
3: Exactly. Me neither. But we, And we also said before the game, we, last week on the pod, we said we were going to lose to K-State. Like, mm-hmm. we expected to lose that game. I guess we, we aren't expecting to lose to Texas mm-hmm. and it's West Virginia, obviously. A, but, like.
5: Once we were up at half, then everything changed for me. I was like, yeah. "Well, let's win this fucking thing." I know. And, <laughs> and then we made a layup to come out. and We got up five. Oh, that but, was I the mean, thing that killed us. We just did I was not being take control. Or yeah. A second. I was being negative, but like even at the start of the game, when they went on that run, I was like, "Dude, how are we gonna end up winning this game in this yeah. environment?" Bramlage was all yeah. time last night.
3: It was. I mean, that went on the on that uh, windmill. It's like Giara. Oh, was God. that his name? Giara. Giada. What? How, how are you saying? It's like. It was so loud. I and it was like a big Allen Fieldhouse moment when yeah. like, your ears are ringing. So
5: oh, yeah. You're... I mean, a 4K State fans, that would have been the coolest thing ever. <laughs> oh, I still no. was like, damn. I <laughs> yeah. even tweeted, I was like, he windmilled that bitch. Like,
3: yeah, like that was wild. But I was do I
5: sound crazy by saying that it just felt like a vibe? that K-State fans thought that this was their best chance to win in Manhattan in a long time. Mm-hmm. I know they beat us recently, but, like, they were, just, it was just like a vibe, like, we cannot it lose was a, this if game. If we
3: can't get these guys this year, like, yeah, when are we exactly. going to do it? So, yeah, you're right. I mean, and it's just because it, we're opposite teams. They've got veterans. we got young guys. Yeah. We're going into a scary environment. It would have
5: changed everything in the Big 12. Like, K-State fans would have been like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, just because they played been. at Allen. Well, I love K-State's team. Yeah, but would have been such a statement, man. Yeah, but. agreed. Didn't get it. Need um, one road statement game, and all I mean, all we got to do is go six and two the rest of the way. Mm-hmm.
3: Split your road games. Six. Yeah. Is that crazy? I don't think so. If we're talking, so we've done negative, we've done positive. If we're talking realistic, I think it's very possible we split the road games two and two. Maybe we, lose that tech. The thing maybe. is
5: that we have to split them. <laughs> Worst mm-hmm. case. Three I mean, and splitting
3: 1. splitting them gets us to six. I don't think we want to be at six. No. With K-State's only at two with eight, nine games to play. So, I definitely don't think we want to be at six. I think three and one has to be the goal. And yeah. And one loss has I to mean, be I mean, get
5: win both the games in Oklahoma and then split Texas Tech-TCU.
3: Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to say. Baylor, I mean,
5: Baylor and K-State only have two losses. So it's yeah, like, but they also play, play two us. Two more times. Yeah. So, that's they, why I think. They both got to come out Crazy playoffs. how 12 and six could still share.
3: Yeah, it's not crazy. Do you think but. there's
5: any chance we win out, right? Any chance at all?
3: Yes, sir, when we go 8-0 and o to end the year, like <laughs> I said, and we finish 14-4. and four. You're crazy. Give me that. All right, well, <laughs> we've covered positive, we've covered negative. Um, let's get into uh, a little KU football, a little signing day action. We've got an interview coming up for you guys, and then we're going to get you to bri-bri. Uh, the interview, let's quickly just talk <laughs> about Gavin Potter. So... Gavin Potter's a linebacker from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. He a uh, three-star recruit, kind of lo- under the radar, hadn't got a ton of offers. He touches on that on the interview. But he was uh, – hey, starting to come, though. Yeah, he was committed to Kansas State this for the last couple weeks. And there was some, you know, rumblings that maybe he wasn't happy with Kansas State and he was going to drop out. So then signing day obviously happens today, and Gavin Potter – Well, actually, last night, Gavin Potter throws up an Instagram of him in a Texas Tech uniform that says tomorrow at 11 a.m. And everyone's like, well, looks like he's Texas Tech bound. Well, then he rolls into his uh, announcement, and he's wearing a K-State hoodie. And everyone's like, whoa, maybe he's K-State bound. Well, then my guy pulls off the K-State hoodie, and then he's got a Texas Tech shirt on. You're like, "Uh uh-oh, he's going to Tech. Nope. Pulls the Tech shirt off, and he's got KU painted on his chest so shout out to gavin potter we're gonna take you to an interview with him i thought yeah. it was a pretty good interview especially for a young awesome, kid man
5: who, we obviously appreciate him coming on i mean it's been a b- crazy day for him even just making the decision and then all the attention he's got since yeah so so big shout out to him man. yeah and
3: he's got a lot of good things to he's say already my favorite Les player on the, the team <laughs> he's a legend put him in the ring of honor um he's got a lot of fun things to say and he's definitely all about changing the culture so uh Enjoy this interview with Gavin.
5: This interview is brought to you by Tickets for Less, another one of our sponsors. They're a homegrown Kansas City ticket company selling sporting event and concert tickets. Tickets for Less is the best in the business because they charge no fees. We are currently giving away two tickets to the KU Oklahoma State game on Saturday. Check out our Twitter at Ain't No Seats Pod for more details. Tickets for Less also hooked us up with a discount code that you can use on their website. Use the promo code ain't no seats to get a discount at checkout. All right. What's up
3: guys? We've got a special guest today. We're pretty excited about this one. He's been in the news a lot today. Um, KU Twitter has fallen in love with him. He's a legend. Gavin Potter, linebacker, newest KU signee. How you doing, Gavin? Uh, I'm doing
4: good. How are you?
3: We're good. We're good. So obviously you made some news today. Um, And I guess kind of what we were thinking is we, first question's gotta be asked, when did you come up with the idea to announce the way you did? I mean, it's pretty unique. No one's ever really seen it done that way. Was that your idea or someone help you with that? Or where'd you come up with that?
4: So uh, one day, one of my friends, uh, we were in the locker room and uh, he had like an Alabama and an OU hoodie on under it. And then he like took that off and had something on under that. And so I was just kind of thinking like, this was before I had uh, any offers. So I was just kind of thinking like, if I ever get those like some offers, like that's, that's something I like, would want to do it like that. For um, sure. So then like, it, I just kind of was thinking about it and I was like, well, I mean, I just can't steal this idea completely. So I got to put like a little something like that adds a little bit of my flair. Mhm. Uh, So I just came up with the body paint. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah I've never seen that before. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty awesome, and it looked like even on the... Did, did you just make your Texas Tech shirt?
4: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't have a Texas Tech shirt, and I didn't really want to go buy one. Yeah. Uh, so, so I just found a red shirt in my closet and put some electrical tape on it. <laughs> That's
3: awesome. Yeah. What's
5: your uh, What's your cell phone been like today? Has it just been blowing up constantly?
4: Yes, yes I, I was trying to get some work done, like some homework done, uh, and I just kept getting on Twitter like, looking <laughs> uh and then i like would look back
5: at my homework and it's like 30 minutes later i'm like dang yeah that's it's a- crazy yeah i bet i mean obviously other schools are tweeting at you and stuff but
3: yeah i tweeted out i think i tweeted the the picture of you in the tech uniform yesterday and then obviously the tweet that said you were in a k-state hoodie so was the tech uniform was that kind of you knew what you were doing when you did that too kind of another little troll element to it
4: uh, I mean, I was just kind of posting the pictures, uh, nobody, nobody really knew where I was going yet because I hadn't told anybody. Oh, okay. Um, so I was just kind of just building up the suspense kind
3: of. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you definitely did a good job because I know we were talking last night and we saw on Instagram and we were like, damn man, it looks like he's going to tech. And then all of a yeah. sudden we, we see
5: the stuff today. We were pumped. So yeah, I mean us three on the podcast were texting this morning and we were saying that you walked how you walked into your uh, <laughs> signing day with the K-State hoodie on and we thought you were K-State bound but
3: yeah so you had been you how long had you been committed to K-State
4: uh they offered me um they were my first offer i think they they came in uh like i want to say 5 games in i don't know when that would have been but because mm-hmm. this was actually my first year ever playing defense. Uh, oh, I didn't wow. even, like, start before uh, this year. Oh, wow. Uh, I used to play quarterback. Oh, nice. So uh, so I came in this year playing, and, like, I was just kind of hoping, like, I could go do what I love at the next level. Um, then I played on defense and got the opportunity to do that. So then I got that uh, offer, and then they just kind of started coming in after that.
3: Yeah, for sure. And so – what I guess you you obviously liked the k-state offer enough to verbally commit to them um but I guess kind of what was it about kansas that you felt made the decision to go away from k-state and come to their in-state rival uh
4: I just I I wanted to change the culture uh and I I felt like Les wanted to do that too Mm -hmm. um like because I had I had talked to him a little bit uh I mean, I guess a lot, uh, but just, just wanting to change a culture, uh, like how, how he talks about winning, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of like, like really like makes you believe he's, he's ready to win. And, uh, if, if you know, he's ready to win and you're ready to win, you guys are both ready to win. So like, I was, was just ready to get it done and I wanted to go somewhere where we could win some games.
5: Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can just kinda of tell like the attitude at Kansas is kinda of changing, like we're not like Kansas isn't gonna be a joke anymore.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, just just less himself. Just just change this stuff around. Uh, and he brought in a very good coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And I've just seeing some of the commits, the other commits, and it's just like it just looks like Kansas is ready to blow up.
5: Hey, man, we hope so. We uh... um, are there. I was wondering if there's any dudes that are signed that you're pretty tight with.
4: No, uh, actually I'm not really uh, that tight with anybody yet. So I'm just kind of waiting to go down there and, like, see who – I don't know who I guess I'm going to fit with the best or, like, I don't know.
3: Yeah. For sure, and so did – I guess you kind of mentioned that we're obviously – we're getting quite a bit of dude. – we're getting some good dudes. Uh, did that, I guess, that had a pretty big impact on your decision, the fact that we were going out and we're getting guys like Stephen Parker and other big names out there? Did that, I mean, that definitely had to play into it, right?
4: Yeah, it definitely did. Uh, just knowing, like, how the recruiting is going, uh, knowing that I'm going to go somewhere that uh, is going to win, That that's definitely – like, nobody wants to go out and lose. Um, no, <laughs> like, train, train hard for a long time and then lose. So, I mean, like, that, that was a big thing.
3: Absolutely. Uh, and so, I, I guess back to the thing everyone wants to hear about is just the whole the troll job, the announcement. Did, when you planned this, did you expect the reaction it's gotten?
4: <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I, was, I was so surprised because uh, I actually had one of my friends who committed to TCU. Um. I had him come over in the morning, cause, cause I was like I was trying to paint it on myself and it wasn't working, so oh, I was yeah, like, be, all right, that'd be tough. Something else is gonna have to happen here. <laughs> uh, so I had him come paint the KU on me, cause he was the only other person that knew.
3: Wow, so um, we had we had a TCU commit painting the KU logo on you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Big Twelve baby. Shout out Big Twelve loyalty, I guess.
5: Um, <laughs> when did you know it was KU?
4: Uh, just, just, uh, about, uh, y- yesterday, Oh, wow. Honestly.
5: Damn. That's crazy. And so. It,
4: it, it was honestly like nerve wracking. Just, it, it it was a lot, uh, of thought that went into it. Yeah. Um, cause like, I used to like think about like, wish I had offers. Uh, and then when I got the offers, like now the problem is like, I'm like sitting there like thinking like, where am I going to go now? Mhm.
3: Yeah, I mean it's a huge decision. We're certainly glad you, oh, are, yeah, you made the right call. Lawrence is a really fun time. Uh, and you kind of took the herd off us last night after losing. Yeah, to K-State. seriously, that's a good point, B. Turn. We, I mean, last night especially KU K State. That we don't lose to K State in basketball very often, so that was a pretty tough night. And then you kind of come out and flex on the whole the whole uh, university for us. So that was nice. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I guess you kind of back to the whole reaction, were you, uh, Were you, I mean, were you excited for it to get the reaction it did like you're on Barstool's main page, you're all over, you're on like, I think I saw a couple other big accounts. Did you like that? Or how, are you getting a lot of kind of trash uh, talk and fans mad at you? That's kind of just kind of annoying to deal with. I mean, I mean, it, it really
4: doesn't bother me. I mean, no, no publicity is bad publicity to me. Agreed. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I'm just, I'm just glad I got to make a name for myself uh, before I go down to Lawrence. Yep. Uh, so so they'll they'll know who I am when I get there. Maybe. I mean, no, you, I don't know. But, they will. They will. Yeah,
3: you're a legend already <laughs> without playing it down. I think I tweeted to put you in the ring of honor immediately. No pressure, but let's just get you up there already. <laughs> who
5: are who are some of the coaches you've really, like, built a close relationship with on the staff? Uh,
4: DJ Elliott and uh, Coach uh, Eck. Okay. And Coach Miles, uh, Coach Miles used to wrestle too, just like me. So like we we kind of like get along in that way. And, like
5: yeah, we had like
4: we'll just like talk about wrestling every once in a while.
5: Yeah, we had no clue you were a two time state champion in wrestling.
4: <laughs> yeah, it, it helps a lot in football. Yeah, That's what I was gonna say
5: because I mean I've watched some of your film and like there I, there's just there's tape of you like picking
3: guys up and throwing them to the ground <laughs> and stuff. All right, well Gavin. uh I don't know. I guess we don't have a ton more questions for you. Anything? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to discuss? Or you got any words for Jayhawk Nation or anything like that?
4: Uh, I just want to let uh, I just want to let Jayhawk Nation know uh, that uh, everybody's coming in to change this thing around. So that, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, that's we're it.
5: pumped to have you a part of it, man. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's yeah really... I'm
4: very happy
3: to be a part of it. Cool. Well, hey, man, we really appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure you've had a lot of requests, a lot of attention today, and uh, we don't want to take too much of your time. So uh really appreciate it, and uh, you have a good night.
5: Yeah, rock chalk too, man.
3: You too. No problem. All right, shout out to uh, shout out to Gavin. That was a fun interview. He's definitely going to be a stud at KU. But we quickly just want to get to our second interview. He already with, is a stud at KU. Yeah, true. Already <laughs> a stud. Let's get you to the second interview with Bri Strick. He's going to break down everything KU football. This guy is like a walking encyclopedia when it comes to KU football. He knows everything. It's honestly kind of scary. But it's he's gonna, insane. It is insane. Like, so
5: huge shout out to him. Like it's so awesome seeing.
3: Yeah. So we, just brought him on.
5: we get so much shit. Like for. <laughs> not having football fans like just having basketball fans and then you see these crazy fans like him (laughs) yeah so he uh he does a great job breaking
3: down everything on the recruiting end of everything and just yeah he should he's got you covered if you have any questions and obviously we, we talk a lot about it on this uh interview so enjoy all right we got another guest today uh Bry Bry Strick on Twitter. He is a mega KU fan, KU football expert, the most like well-known. I mean, I think he's the most important KU football follow on Twitter just because he's the dude is so plugged in. He yeah. sleeps like I don't think he, he doesn't sleep. He's just always t- taking in KU football. Bry, <laughs> Bri, how's it going? It's going good, man. I appreciate you guys for having me. Yeah, so obviously today, I guess we we all kind of got to know you on Jayhawk Slant. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners are over on Jayhawk Slant. I imagine with you coming on the show, we will have some, some people check it out for sure. He's a legend over there. He's all over, like I said, just constantly on the message boards. Yeah. Uh, but Ab, you know, Ab, let him, let everyone know how you and Bri Bri became friends.
6: Yeah, so back a few years ago when uh, we beat Iowa State, of course every win KU football gets we're on the field, so it was a big deal. And we went down there. I ran into Bri Bri, and uh, field goal post came down. We ended up at the front, carried it all the way down the hill, and next thing I know, Bri Bri jumped his ass into the lake. And <laughs> I mean, it's probably 38 degrees that night. So <laughs> props to him, a yeah. KU fan. But no, that was that was a good memory I had with him.
3: Yeah, so that's all you need to know about Bri-Bri and yeah. how much he cares. He dove into a freaking lake uh, all because of a KU football win. So let's just get into the 2019 class. Obviously a huge day today. We, uh, we didn't really know what to expect. I, I guess I didn't know what to expect. It's always tough. Like yeah. Les hasn't been here very long. Bri-Bri being the expert, being the guy that's been reading about this constantly, what kind of were your expectations and now – now that it's all said and done, kind of where did they land? How did you, how'd you feel it went with how you expected it to go?
1: Yeah. So with the expectations, you know, ever since the early signing period, the number of how many scholarships that were going to be available was, was basically three or four, you know, it was somewhere in between, you know, maybe something being contingent on it being three or four. Um, but that was kind of always the expectation. And then they kind of really set the tempo early, um, with Stephen Parker and Belton Gardner kind of just being clear targets. I mean, they got their visits set up in early january maybe even of late december um, in regards to saying hey we're coming to ku this weekend um you know so they they became clear targets and then the ku staff kind of had that third target and ryan fitzgerald the kicker um, out of georgia who actually ended up signing with florida state but they basically had those three key targets which really kind of emphasized uh the staff only thinking they had three spots and then you know about two or three weeks ago a rumor comes out you know of the Kansas staff was applying for a, a hardship with the NCAA trying to get, you know, another scholarship due to the, the medical red shirts we've taken and stuff like that. And some stuff starts coming to light, you know, maybe that when we'll get more than three or four, but, you know, I never expected, you know, what ended up being the end result, which was I believe seven today, but, you know, I kind of came into the day thinking Stephen Parker and Velton Gardner were here, um, you know, and, and John Kirby, of Oxland Oxlant alluded to a, a surprise, you know, and, I had known that there were some visitors um, this past weekend who they didn't want coming to light, you know, Amari Pisa uh being one of them. But you know, I woke up, you know, and we get a preferred walk on at like 6:30 in the morning announcing he's coming, and then you know they, they start flowing in out of Les Miles' Twitter, and I think it was I think it was uh, the quarterback, you know, uh, Jordan Medley that came out, and you know it's like, okay that was surprising, and I wasn't sure if that was a scholarship or a walk on situation, and someone close to him reached out to me and said. It's a scholarship. So I'm like, okay, well, that's one. Um, you know, and, and there's no real sign that um, you know, we have a bunch more. And then we start they start flowing in after that. Kenny Logan shortly after, you know, Marcus Harris and stuff like that. And it kind of became apparent really quick that the staff had figured something out and we were gonna get more than three. Um, you know, and with the, the, the Velton Gardner and Stephen Parker being a lock, I really didn't have any worry about that. My worry kind of all day was Gavin Potter who was recruiting as a roller coaster to put it nicely. Um, But, you know, it was kind of a day that I went into with expectations of of landing, you know, Stephen Parker being a four star and Belton Gardner and possibly one other recruit who could help us. But I definitely wasn't expecting seven.
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't either. I was shocked that it to me, it felt like it was almost like the perfect day, like especially with Potter. I mean, Potter doing his whole thing where he takes off the the hoodie and all that and picks K-State. So or picks K-U over K-State. I thought that was just a great statement made. By Les Miles and them, uh, I guess so when it comes to the Amari the, the he was he was committed to Michigan, but you seem to really like him a lot. Right. So kind of what what do you like so much about him? Yeah,
1: I mean, he, he shows uh, an ability. I think it's kind of similar to that Ronnie Bell kid um, who I, I think did he go to Michigan or Notre Dame? One of the uh, I think he went to Michigan. Um, you know, out of out of Kansas City, you know, and just an athletic kid, you know, at six three two ten, and I think Ku saying he's around two twenty 220, two twenty five. You know, he's a bigger back, and I don't know necessarily if his long term future is as a running back, but you know, he's a kid who basically the, the Kansas region and everyone recruiting kind of thought was a lock to Michigan, and just kind of had had pushed away. But you know, Michigan and their necessarily screw up in terms of over recruiting, um, kind of gave Ku a door, and you know, it shows how how dedicated Les Miles is to um. You know, d- recruiting Kansas and the fact that they were in his school the next day, you know, the second his recruiting opened up, you know, and, and getting him in on a visit this past weekend, um, which was, you know, kind of kept quiet until about Sunday night, Monday morning, um, you know, but it, it's just kind of crazy to see, you know, a kid like that. who I, I think, you know, multiple schools in the region, at least would have been all over, but everyone just decided a lock to Kansas, you know, Les Miles and his staff jumping on that um, and taking care of that, uh, taking advantage of that opportunity was just shows, you know, that they also see the same things he shows a really good ability, um, you know, not necessarily to run away from people or just beat people with speed, but it's his ability to be fast, you know, his ability to extend plays um, and, you know, really gain that extra yard and stuff. And I think that's going to bring something to our backfield in terms of the short term, but I'll be interesting to see, you know, if he ends up switching over to the defensive side of the ball in the long term. Yeah. Um, Bri, Bri, who would you say is the biggest sleeper of this class? Yeah, I would say biggest sleeper. You know, I, I think there's two targets there. Um, but I think the biggest one is Valer- Valerie and Ogba. Um, that kid's athleticism is off the charts. You know, it, it, quite frankly, I think it's surprising that you know both sites have him in the hundreds in the athlete category. But that kid is just as fast as any kid on this team. Um, you know, and he shows an ability in his film too. You know, if he gets beat on a route or gets beat, you know, from the safety position to just cover ground faster than anybody I've seen in a while. Um, so, you know, I think he's somebody that I don't know necessarily if he's going to be able to come in right away and make an impact, because I do think we maybe have some some members of the secondary that are on their their last legs at KU, you know, juniors to seniors. But, you know, when he gets his chance to play, I think he's going to probably going to be somebody who uh, KU fans remember for quite some time. For sure. And I, I guess I think the thing
3: the the commit that got the most attention, you kind of talked about him was uh, Stephen Parker, the four star. He's from Dallas. Uh, Gardner's from Dallas, and I think the whole thing is when we, when we got Emmett Jones from Texas Tech, the hope was that he would be able to go out to the Texas area and kind of dominate and just recruit really well out there. Do you think this is the start of something where you should get used to, where Texas becomes a huge pipeline for us?
1: Yeah, I mean, Kansas fans are obviously all accustomed to t- Tony Holt doing that in Louisiana and doing it in the New Orleans area, and you basically have the same exact situation here, but just Emmett Jones being in the Dallas Metroplex. I mean, he's a former high school coach. I was more than successful in the area Um, and has remained in the area, at least when he was at Texas tech. And he's basically just doing the same exact things where he has these connections with the high school coaches who quite frankly, besides the families of the recruits have the most influence um, on these kids, you know, and and these kids aren't necessarily always looking for the best football school or, or the best, you know, who's going to give the, who's going to play them on day one. They're looking for somewhere that they can, they can know that they'll enjoy They know we'll take care of them. And obviously the families obviously more than anything care about their kid getting taken care of. And Emmett Jones is that. I mean, he has that influence with those high school coaches who, quite frankly, Emmett Jones is just one of them. You know, he might be a little bit more successful, but he's one of them and they have no problem opening their door to him. So he's someone who I think, you know, as long as we keep him, and I imagine Les Miles will do more than enough to try and keep him long term, um, you know, I imagine the Dallas Metroplex is going to be an area that we're probably going to at least steal three or four kids out of moving
4: forward.
3: Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. I was so excited to see yeah. us get Parker. I just feel like when you get a guy like that, that helps other recruits see, like, whoa, okay, guys are going to Kansas. I guess yeah. going to Kansas is fine now. Um, yeah, I mean, it just feels like
5: the start of something new just because Les has the connection down there and Emmett. So, I mean, it's not re- you don't think it's crazy for us to just do this every class
1: with, yeah, in Texas? Yeah, for sure, and I mean, I think you'll see it here soon. I mean, this upcoming weekend they're having a junior day for the local kids. You know, the Kansas, the Kansas and Missouri kids. But on the, I believe it's the 23rd of February uh, that we have a home game again. After that, that we're having a more national. Um, junior day, and I think you'll see some some dividends of Emmett Jones in Texas for that. I mean, today as the day progressed and we got past, you know, their initial signings and stuff this morning, a bunch of 2020 offers started coming out, and it begins the the recruiting class of 2020. And I would not be more than surprised to see, you know, four or five Dallas kids um, in town on the 23rd for that for junior day. Would you think the same thing for uh, New Orleans recruits too? Yeah, I mean, I would say definitely that in that area too. I mean, I think you saw Les Miles come in in that early signing period. Um, and compete for that linebacker um, that ended up going to LSU. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, Um, you know, but the four-star kid that ended up going to LSU. I mean, you're talking about less miles coming in and less than a month getting us at least down into a final two with a kid that had been committed to LSU for months. Um, Tony Holt didn't bring anything in in this class, and I think that's more a product of what we needed wasn't necessarily readily available um, in LSU. Uh, or in Louisiana, but I think, you know, the New Orleans area is obviously a big target of us. Shad Clayton and Cedric Van Praan um, are two kids from Warren Easton that are in this 2020 class that are going to be really high up on the, on the recruit board. Um, and I would definitely expect us to continue to have success in that area.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm pumped. Uh, so I guess if you could give Les Miles a grade, I'm sure there's other people giving grades. What,
1: what would your grade be for his first big recruiting class? So, I mean, I would say given the scenario, you know, of having lo- a low scholarship amount, you know, and only having two months, I'd give him an A. But, you know, looking big picture, I'd probably say B+. I-, I think maybe a couple of these kids, you know, maybe left more to have desired. And I think, you know, looking back with hindsight being 2020 I actually think they might have signed less kids in the early signing period, um, given what they were able to draft up. Um, in the late period, but, you know, I would say a solid B plus a minus area is definitely where less is, you know, with 17 kids. And I think it's really important to note, you know, um, a lot of people thought, you know, less David Beatty brought in, I believe you are know, the best recruit we've ever had, you know, last class and Harris, and Harrison, the average ranking per recruit last class was pretty good in an area that Kansas hadn't been in, in a while, but less miles comes in, in in two months and one ups that. Um, You know, mind you, the recruiting sites aren't going to show us very favorably because, you know, of us not having a full class. But, you know, using the average rating per player, we we stand up there pretty high um, in the rest of the country. And, you know, the first step to to making a progress to get out of the cellar of the conference is to to recruit out of that.
5: Yeah. Um, What do you think like the highest potential could be for like a class that Les would put together like is it crazy to say that we could put together like top 25 classes or yeah top 25 classes or like top 50 classes
1: yeah I mean I would say top 50 for sure I mean David Beatty in his last year you know when his when his head was on the table brought in a top 50 class but you know I I think Les Miles and I mean I, I think I've even kind of said publicly here I mean I would expect nothing worse than a top 35 class from Les Miles moving forward I mean This staff in two months put together, you know, a four star product and a bunch of high three stars, Um, you know, and I imagine given a whole year and having a draft board that, you know, they have the scholarship number in front of them um, and stuff allows them to get something better there. But I would say I would if I was a Kansas fan kind of expecting great recruiting here, I definitely say top 25. Once you get past getting the 25 area, you got to start bringing in some five stars. And I I don't know if if that will necessarily happen, because I think you'll need to see results, which I think might come. Um, but you know, to get the five stars you have to get the results. But I think some four star kids are definitely gonna be the expectation moving forward.
3: Yeah, for sure. So do you see do you see any of these guys, I mean, making an impact immediately next year? Like is Parker the favorite to do that or are there is there someone else where you could see an immediate impact?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting question because you know, with the new redshirt rule allowing players to play four games, I think that allows a new Ability for a player to break out that you might not have seen before. You know, I think Stephen Parker is a great example. You know, he's listed at 6'4", 220, and he looks about, in terms of frame and everything, looks just like Dorrance Armstrong did out of high school. Um, yeah. You know, and, and quite frankly, Dorrance Armstrong, as a freshman, played well for Kansas and gave us great signs of upside, but I think in a dream world, that kid would have redshirted. He wasn't near ready to be playing. We just had to play him because we didn't have anybody else. Yeah. But, you know, you, you give someone like Stephen Parker, you know, you let him play against Indiana state, you let him play against coastal Carolina and turns out, you know, he's ready to play. Um, you know, you find that out and he breaks out compared to, you know, in the previous years, you might've said, Hey, you know, we're going to redshirt this kid. He's not quite ready yet. So I do think there's some potential, you know, maybe for a Steven Parker, or maybe even a Gavin Potter um, to, to come in and just be getting minutes via them planning to redshirt him and getting their opportunity to break out. Um, you know, I think, I think the two receivers are the two biggest people to watch for in this class. Um, because I think Les Miles plans to run the ball. Um, you know, and some of the biggest struggle Kansas has had in the past was receiver blocking. You know, when your receivers are five 5'10", 165, you're not going to get very far having them block downfield. But, you know, you're bringing in a guy that's 6'3", 185, or 6'4", 210, you know, and then you bring in a Evan Fairs or a Dalen Charlotte, you know, to block as well. That's going to give you some ability to make some plays downfield with the running game as well. So I think the receivers is going to be two people who I, I would expect to immediately have an impact um, and then Malcolm Lee um, and Dejon Terry, I-, I would say, are two people. I think DeJounte Terry, I mean, I-, I don't foresee any redshirt happening there. That kid's too big and moves too fast um, yeah. to not be play- seeing the field immediately. Um, and Malcolm Lee as well. I mean, he's a kid that has three years to play out of junior college, and I think he's someone who's going to be ready to play on day one. Do you like Dalen Charlotte? I can't say. Uh, a little it. bit. From the, from the bit. slant. <laughs> just, just a little bit. I mean, uh, every once in a while, I think he's a really good player, you know. Surprisingly, uh, David Beatty didn't always see eye to eye with me on that, but hopefully, less miles stuff.
3: Yeah, guys. Uh, just for those that don't uh, see Bryce Rice stuff on the slant, he's the biggest Dalen dude out there. Um, yeah, and miles Kendrick's number two. <laughs> yeah, hey man. Team Miles. miles fan. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess I don't know. That's a pretty good recap for the the signing day. Um, B turn. Yeah. You got any other questions you want to? I guess my thing Potter. Potter's the guy that kind of now has the target on his back as the guy that's going to be known from this class. Like he, uh, in his post post announcement interview, he kind of took some shots at OU and yeah. OU shots. But I mean, I love to see that him kind of saying they're going to regret not taking me. So he's going to be one where I think a lot of people will hopefully expect to see something pretty early on. So yeah, I mean, he's going to be super motivated, and we'll yeah. be playing both those schools every year. So yeah, so I was definitely. Definitely happy to hear you say his name when we talk about that. Um, But, yeah, man, I think that's kind of – obviously, we're going to talk some hoops later, but we definitely wanted to get the signing day covered. Bri-Bri is always the man for football news. He uh, hopped on a freaking airport tarmac to track down (laughs) Jeff Long's – allegedly, allegedly Jeff Long's jet. So he's out there getting the news for us. Give him a follow. What's your Twitter handle, Bri-Bri? It's uh, Bri-Bri Strip. All right, yeah, I'm not kidding, KU fans. Throw him a follow, you won't regret it. Yeah, it's it. a must. Um, we appreciate you
5: coming on, man, and it's awesome how passionate you are about KU football still. I know they've put you through a lot, I'm sure, but it's oh, awesome. Sure. It's
3: also, awesome. uh, Briber, actually, you have a
1: podcast, right? Rock Chalk It Up, is that what it's called? Yes, sir, yeah. I, I try to record about once every two weeks in the off season. We'll get a little bit more, uh, more consistent come closer to football season, and there's more to talk about. But, yeah, I appreciate you giving that a shout-out. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully, I mean, we'll probably link up more as football season gets more into things and definitely look forward to hearing more from you, man. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys having me on to keep talking the good word, man.
5: Yeah, All sure. right. Have a good night, man. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Bye-bye.
3: All right, shout out to Bri- Bri. he's Bry, uh, He's incredible, like we said. He's got all the answers, so we appreciate him coming on. Um, I don't know, guys. Should we get into gambling finally? No.
5: <laughs> I start. think We should. <laughs> AB,
3: AB's always ready to
6: talk Always gambling. ready for gambling, of course. All right, break it down, AB. What's good? All right, uh, so let's up you date, update you guys with the standings. You <laughs> up you date. Up you date. Make that for sure. But no, uh, after this week, Braden uh, holds on to his lead. He's 13 and 8. Pretty commanding. Professional gambler. Only on this podcast. But... um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in second. I'm 11 and 10, and Ryan's right behind me. He's making a little comeback. Yes, Had a I solid am. week. He's uh, 10 and 11 right now. Could cool. get worse. So, so one cool. game back. We'll try and catch up to B-Turn's ass this week, but ass. we'll see. Um, <laughs> two games uh, this week. We start on Saturday. Oklahoma State comes into town, and uh, Ken Palm has us as a 14-point favorite, and a total of 142. Uh, what do you guys think on that one?
3: B-Turn,
5: go ahead. Um, KU minus 14, 100%. Like I said, last year they beat us there, revenge game. We're coming off a loss to our rival, and I just think we'll win by 20 for sure.
6: Is that your hammer? Sounds like it's your hammer. Um, let me look at Ooh, my face. We got hammer early
5: yeah. yeah, I'll go, that's my hammer. KU minus 14, Oklahoma State. We just, we just came off a huge performance at home against Tech and blew them out. I see no reason why we can't blow out Oklahoma State.
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of – yeah, I think I'm going to take Oklahoma State plus 14. Not because I don't think we're going to play well. I actually think it's a game where maybe we're up 17 to 20 with like two to play and we bring in some walk-ons and they go on one of those little spurts late where they we end up winning by like 12 to 13. So I'm going to take – just because i got to keep up with B-turn, I for sure need to take Oklahoma State plus 14. Uh, when it comes to the over-under, I'm going to go over. I think we, we play well offensively at home. Uh, I think we're going to – I mean, we're a pretty good matchup for Oklahoma State. There's Mm -hmm. no one that really worries me. So, I'm going to go over 142. Yeah, I'm doing over also. I just –
5: I think we'll put up – we have no problem scoring at home. So, I think we'll score 80 or 80 plus, around 80 at least. And then Oklahoma State – I mean, teams hit shots at Allen. (laughs) I think Lindy Waters and then we'll hit some threes. And Yeah. I'll take over. 142.
3: A.B., what, what are you going to do that helps me take he's over second place? got the face that place? he's about to say something insane.
6: Yeah, apparently every time I start talking, I have this face that you guys start laughing at. <laughs> and I, I mean, I can't. He
3: looks so excited like he's about to break some incredible news. No, this Bruce,
5: one. Lucy's time to shine.
6: Yes, this one doesn't excite me too much. I'll probably take Oklahoma State just because outside of the Tech game, we haven't Boy, shown to anyone. blow anyone out, like Braden's saying in the background now. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'll take, I'll take uh, Oklahoma State plus 14. I think we went by nine or ten. It's comfortable <laughs> throughout, but yeah. I mean, remember like that, Ryan said, remember
5: that one episode you took like KU minus three, and then it was like KU, or it was like KU minus four, and then it was like KU minus six for the next spread. And you're like, I will not take a
6: spread <laughs> that high. <laughs> in my defense, it literally
3: just covered against
6: TCU. In my defense, like they both hit that. though. I went two and zero with those. <so>. True. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but no. Uh, and then I'll probably take the under just to be different from you guys. Um, it's an early morning game, <laughs> 11 a.m. That. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Those 11 a.m. games are weird. You but love
5: early game unders. I
6: do. That's my March Madness trend, guys. Get your wallets out, start making some money on that.
5: <laughs> First half unders.
6: First half unders in 11 a.m. games. So, I'll take the under. I don't feel super confident about it, but I just want to be different from these guys.
5: I like it. I could easily. That's kind of high. 142 yeah, for our what games. Said, it's higher than our sure. games have I mean, been in the who past. Who knows if? I mean, you just never know with our team. <laughs> yeah. It could be 65, 60. You know, something.
3: Lost in the Shuffle last week during the CDOT interview, we didn't get in as hardcore with gambling. A, B, I'm pretty sure hammered KU against K-State.
6: <laughs> may or may not be true.
3: I think that's no. true. So, actually, I don't know Hashtag if you did give a hammer. Just
5: no,
6: I gave a hammer. That was my fuck KU Sandstorm play of the week. And yeah, boy, a- did it blow up in my face. Okay, so we
3: hammered K-State though, right? Or did we? Well, we might
5: know.
6: No, Ryan hammered Tech or I KU heard, against Tech.
3: Oh, I, I hammered us covering against Tech. I can't remember. You hammered K kind of State like under, I
6: think.
5: Yeah, under in the KU game.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. AB tough loss last week on the hammer. Uh, I think TCU. Do you have similar thoughts, or what are we? What are we talking about for TCU?
6: Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's my hammer this week. God. Kind of the same mentalities I had last week. Ryan's over here talking shit, saying, "Oh, that's a crazy pick." when he just ranted for 15 minutes about how we're finishing 8 and no this no, year no
3: no no I'm going to pick TC- <laughs> I'm going to pick KU-1 against TCU and I'm actually going to hammer it but the fact that you're hammering TCU too after hammering us on the road last week I'm a
6: little concerned people but, forget I started 2-0 and hammers so <laughs> I'm bound to I'm bound to bounce back
5: this guy hammered the pro bowl under it hit <laughs> can you imagine by if, 50 if, can you imagine if anyone bet on that they're just Why? shitting their pants the whole game. <laughs> Mahomes could throw a 99-yard touchdown time.
6: There's money in the crumbs, as my guy Rico Bosco would say.
3: The only kind of but if you guys, so you got
5: you got KU. So if you yeah, guys, I was
6: at KU in Fort Worth. Uh, uh, we don't we haven't lost in that building. No, when no. we lost there in 13, it was that like weird. We seem to play like, well. Oakenfield House kind of feels <gasps> absurd, but no, I, I, we haven't lost in that building yet. I think yeah. we uh, go to go to Fort Worth, get a W, and. Kind of turn the road woes around, like they said earlier. I feel Try that. and go three and one on the road. I think we're in good shape.
5: Um, 4 no. So if you both are going to hammer KU, you guys can. You guys are going to make ground on me if we win. Mm-hmm. So what am taking to do, Mister Negative? <laughs> trying not to be negative, but how do you take KU on the road right now against anyone?
3: Because we have TCU is better than gonna Texas. Win. We're going to win. Right now, I, I mean, I don't. TCU, wanna... okay, TCU might be better at Texas over the whole. Are point them? of the year, but Texas has a peak where when they hit it, they can beat North Carolina. And you okay. love North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. Get
5: a future bet in on UNC right now to win the national title. They have a top five pick coming <laughs> off the bench. Great shooters. Stud point guard who runs all game. Luke May, leadership. I'm if Texas saying, beat them. It's gambling. Is, uh, okay, yeah. I'd so say they're about fair. even. Would you? Fair.
3: That's I fair. Mean, it's not like it's. But A huge we're, gap. We're there. now desperate, so that's but, why yeah, I'm hammering the. Hoops. I want like
5: I wanted to take KU when we were talking about the spreads, but like I just I can't take them on the road right now against anyone.
3: Yeah,
5: I don't. I'm not even, like I said. I'm not even confident about us in Stillwater right now. So you are TCU plus one. TCU how, plus one. How they're an underdog is
3: insane. And I kind of stole your thunder by taking the hammer for KU minus one. But so me and AB are both hammering KU minus one. What about over under? 147,
6: kind of high. It's high for us on high. the road, man. We don't score on the road ever. I feel like TCU's not insane scoring wise. I mean, they have nothing and, special. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they go up and down. I feel or... like their size
5: is
3: gonna tear us apart too, though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm like,
5: taking the uh, under. Yeah, me
3: too. I'm taking the under. 147. Fuck it, I'll take the over. <laughs> Fuck AB. it. <laughs> AB is on the over. So wow, this. I'm just. Be, I'm
5: kind of be... upset, guys. Why? Why is that? AB usually gets like super into his hammer. And I know. just, it just. Well, I someone, there was no emotion. I ruined then. it. Someone hopped
6: in. I ruined so yeah. it. For me, sorry. Can we? You know what? I'm gonna change my hammer we, of the week. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> cool. Hey, uh-oh. we can change up to game time. So this Breaking is cool. news. Yeah, break. Breaking news here. Hammer. <laughs> yes. The over in KUTCU. Oh, wow. <laughs> These guys are all. Oh, they don't score on the road. I just said they don't score on the road. But you know what happens when everyone thinks the same thing in gambling. It doesn't hit. So hammer the over, 147, 94, 91, triple OT, KU wins. (laughs) The first
3: ever hammer switcheroo in. Switcheroo
5: to the
6: weirdest.
3: AB's
5: not an over guy. I'm not an over guy.
6: That is very correct. That's a weird
3: hammer, sir. It's a wild hammer, but you know, hammers hit.
6: That was my nickname in high school. Weird hammer. (laughs) Weird
3: hammer. (laughs) You're an
5: idiot. (laughs) All right, so... we got to cut that.
3: (laughs) So, (laughs) AB, hammering hammering the Hawks, TCU over 147. I'm taking the under, and B-Turn is taking the under. Yeah,
5: I mean, we'll score, and I don't see us scoring, like, in the 70s. Yeah. When have we done that? Last night we got close, but that was lucky.
3: I'm thinking it's a road game that's definitely not, seventy two sixty seven 72-67 Hawks. Yeah,
5: I could, I mean, 147... Weirdly kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. I could see. Th-
3: <laughs> well, they are good. I mean, k yeah. good at his job. Yeah, I guess. So. But uh, I guess
5: he wasn't good at the KU-K-State last week. I wasn't saying Game jumped 10 points. Yeah, I've so never seen that
3: in my life. Preview the game as KU's I favorite. I could have got and- those lines
5: early. Like, K-State was plus one. And then they got to three, though they would have covered regardless, but yeah. If you could have got over 125,
3: yeah, that was nuts. That went to 135. I, I, mean, I mean, we all
5: took the
6: under on 125 on the pod, like it's yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Neither of us can score, especially on the road. And that both teams really hit threes, to be honest. We had seven, they had eight, I think. So, yeah, all
3: right. Well, we've uh, we've covered gambling, no, we've covered candy, no football. We have it. What else do you?
5: We have not covered gambling, folks.
6: We got one more pick that I want to go through that I haven't told these guys yet.
5: Me and AB took a point from Ryan. Oh, I didn't even add that to the standings. Oh, starts. We set it at over under one and a half. Ryan said no way it goes over. Me and AB said... Uh, who knows? He big looks big. solid. Someone might get hurt or miss shooter out.
3: Shame on me for not knowing the eighteen year old red shirt freshman was gonna become the second best player on this KU team. I wanna
6: <laughs> let you guys into a little behind the scenes. We were talking about setting a number for that, and I said over under three and a half. And I still would have taken the over. What? So I mean, he's at two right now. I don't I'm not sold that Marcus Garrett's gonna play on Saturday. Little Gerald's obviously in the doghouse. I don't see Ochai not starting anytime soon. I think he might ride it out the rest of the year. So I mean, it's yeah. gonna be Grimes. You would I don't think that he takes. Oh my no. God!
3: Slim why? Grimes. Why
5: would one of our best players come off the bench right now? <laughs> no, Ochai. I O-chai's think Ochai's got to come in for Grimes.
3: He's got to come in for Grimes. But as I tweeted last night, Bill Self has given Grimes the longest well, leash. Maybe Marcus is a good would be a good bench uh, spark yeah. for us. I mean, that's what he was. We need like, like an energy
5: he guy early. or defender to just come off when anyone's struggling or. Like yeah. last night or something. Like if LeGerald was but doing I think that and
3: Marcus came in for him. I mean, Bill said at times like we can't leave, we can't take Marcus off the floor. So no. I don't see I that agree. happening. I mean, he I think Ochai going to hammer the three and a half that we said. I think he's going to hit like six. So I think Ochai bet on it. Should have. <laughs> Ochai's going to hammer.
5: <laughs> so his own yeah. start prop.
3: Yeah. So wait. Do so I lose those. Do those I the total. The point? Oh well, you don't get one. We get one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yeah, so I lose, so now I'm not tied with A.B. Yep.
6: You know, weren't to start with. I think you're two games back now. Mm. Hate to see that. You really do. Sad, so, sad story bro. coming out of the peak of Kansas right now.
3: <laughs> Brutal. but whatever. I'm going to take over. Ooh. I'm going to have a big week this week. The Hawks, I'm I'm sticking with. The Hawks are going 8-0. We're going 8-0 at the end the year. Bet me. Let's do it. We'll bet off, off camera or off uh, microphone, but mm. I don't know. Do um, we have anything no, else? We've covered I a thought lot you just.
5: I thought you said you got one more thing to bet Yeah, on.
6: surprise pick. Fire around. Duke, Virginia this weekend. Virginia minus three and a half. Who you got? God, that's a lot. Give me
5: Duke. Man, that's tough to go against.
3: I like Duke, Duke at, at Virginia. I remember when they had like Tyus Jones in them. That Virginia team was super good and Duke went in and won at Virginia. So I'm taking Duke. They didn't even have Trey Jones in the first time and now they do Hammer Duke. I'm just
6: kidding. Don't hammer Duke, but I'll take Duke. Go, Ab. Give me Virginia by double digits, and while I'm on this topic, oh give God. me. It's always something crazy. Give me the Virginia Cavaliers defeating the Kansas Jayhawks in the national championship game on in, April 7th in 2022, or <laughs> no, this year in Minneapolis. Give me. Uh, Brandon and I are talking about a little prop bet, 50 to one. KU's not losing until the national championship oh game. Oh my so.
3: gosh. Okay, I'm trying to be.
5: That's not on the record, way, but, but you know, I might just like pay you if that happens. Like you don't even have to pay me if it doesn't. Well, now we have documentation. So. <laughs> yeah. He's got documentation. Sorry, man. Um, yeah, let me get Virginia. I think obviously they make it tough for everyone defensively. I think, I mean, the game was really good at Cameron, but I think Duke will struggle.
6: Talk about an all-time bad beat in that game, too. Oh
5: my yeah, God, that was so funny. My buddies bet each other on that one, but yeah, I'll take Virginia at home. I think that atmosphere has to be insane. Like they know they need
6: to win that one. Well, they don't need to, but like, I mean, it's a big game for them. Yeah, it's a program. I mean, I feel like people aren't taking them seriously because of what happened last year in the tournament. Yep. But if they go in and they beat Duke pretty handily, I think, That's I mean, even statement. if they beat them in a buzzer beater, statement people are going to look at them like, okay, wow, they're actually for they're real again, so. this year.
5: Like, I don't know, people kind of have the view of them that they'll never do
6: anything in the tournament. But When people think of them that they don't score, they're like top five in oh, the yeah, country in offensive, 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 offensive efficiency. So
5: Kyle Guy is hashtag mm-hmm. wet.
6: And obviously they can guard the piss out of you. So mm-hmm. Piss. Yeah, I
5: hope like, they win. You literally I start seeing your streaks pank, come yeah. down here. Mm-hmm.
3: I hope Virginia <laughs> clobbers them. I look yeah. forward to Duke losing, but I don't know. Give me the NBA prospects. <laughs>
6: Zion NBA. will do a crossover in the lane, and ESPN will have an <laughs> orgasm about it. So Lord. look out for that on Twitter on Saturday night.
3: <laughs> yeah. So all right. Well, shout out producer AB with the gambling hot. Uh, you know, the new new one that we added this. what are we calling that? The new one that we add, the random one. Don't I, know. We don't know. I don't no, know. I'll we'll figure about. it out. But yeah, I mean. That's all we got, I think. We've covered a lot. We covered negative sure. KU, positive KU, KU football. We had Gavin Potter Lots on of pot. KU football for yeah. it being February. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're a football school. Yeah. So I don't know. Got anything else we turned? Shout out Tickets for Lust. Shout out
5: Crimson Feather. Shout out bri Bry. Shout out Gavin. Go to the Fieldhouse Saturday. Obviously a must win. Rock Chalk.